Those are the drums of liberty. Those drums beat in human souls all around the world. In fact, they're beating louder in the souls of 8 million Hong Kongers as we speak. Let's talk about it on today's Liberty Minute. Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Liberty Minute. Over the next several Liberty Minutes, we will be looking around the world to see where liberty is flourishing and where the flame of liberty is being extinguished. We will study why nations flourish and why nations fall apart, why nations succeed and why nations fail. Is there a common set of fundamentals that allow nations to flourish? Does liberty happen to be one of those fundamentals in allowing nations to flourish? We will examine it all. But for now, let's start this Liberty Minute with an opening quote. Quote, When the People's Republic of China resumed sovereignty over Hong Kong in 1997, it solemnly promised to uphold for 50 years the freedoms that had developed during the British colonial era. Halfway to that milestone, China has instead embarked on a campaign to systematically dismantle the territory's foundational freedoms of the press, of speech, of assembly, all underpinned by the rule of law. The party has done this with the help of the Hong Kong government, not democratically elected, and its business elite, who are too short-sighted, too concerned with immediate monetary and status advantages, or too willfully naive to understand what is at stake. The summer of 2019 began with peaceful demonstrations as some 2 million people filled the city streets to oppose a law that would have allowed extradition to mainland China, where Hong Kong's legal protections do not apply and where arbitrary arrest and torture are common. The territory's police responded from the first days with needless violence, setting off an escalating but completely avoidable cycle of confrontation with the protesters. There was no attempt to hold the police accountable, let alone to apologize for evident excesses. At the end of the year, in which thousands of rounds of tear gas and rubber bullets were fired, one in which protesters invaded and vandalized the Legislative Council, burned subway stations, fired catapult and slingshot projectiles at police, and literally ripped up the city's streets, a resounding majority voted for the demonstrators' pro-democracy agenda, end quote. And that was a long quote from the opening preface of our book today, titled, Today Hong Kong and Tomorrow the World, written by Mark Clifford. So if you don't know much about Hong Kong, let's cover some of the history of this unique city, because it's a fascinating history history 
for an equally fascinating city. I've never been to Hong Kong, but I've always wanted to go because of its uniqueness. Hong Kong was established as a colony of the British Empire after the First Opium War in 1841. Since its establishment, Hong Kong has been a major center of trade and commerce in Asia. By the mid to late 20th century, it had become one of the world's leading financial centers, earning the nickname the Asian Tiger. Despite its small size, Hong Kong had been a player in the region's economic history for centuries. Here's a look at some of the history of this important Asian economic tagger. Hong Kong's economy had grown from humble beginnings to be an investment and economic powerhouse in the Far East region. Once a small fishing village, Hong Kong became the world's freest economy, according to the Heritage Foundation, just as late as 2020. This was a testament to its strong economic foundation that was built upon open trade, investment policies, and a service-oriented environment, as well as its low, low taxation rate. As an example, services such as transportation and logistics made it an ideal hub for international businesses. The city's connectivity also played an important role in making it an attractive choice for foreign direct investments. Furthermore, Hong Kong boasted an effective financial infrastructure with efficient legal systems that provided assurance of the protection of investors' rights, which safeguarded the money invested. All these factors managed to position Hong Kong firmly as a dominant economic force in Asia. Some of the reasons for Hong Kong's success was its strategic location and, most importantly, its British colonial rule. First, Hong Kong has an excellent location at the mouth of the Pearl, Re Pearl River in South China. It gave it access to numerous ports and many global trade networks. Additionally, after more than 150 years of British colonial rule, which had left its imprint on the city's governing system, it created an environment consistent with democratic principles, such as free speech and human rights, and had paved the way for further growth and prosperity. To understand how big Hong Kong as a city is, it's six times the size of Washington, D.C., yet 110 times smaller than New York City. Population of New York City is 19.4 million. 12.1 million fewer people live in Hong Kong. Now, under British rule, Hong Kong was on a 99-year lease, which was up in 1997, so tough decisions had to be made. And let me quote real quick here from an Asia Nikkei website who, had done, who has done some great reporting on Hong Kong's unique history. Quote, when Margaret Thatcher visited Hong Kong in 1984, just after reaching an agreement with the Chinese on the return of Hong Kong, she attended a news conference where a reporter put a tough question to her. Prime Minister, two days ago, you signed an agreement with the Chinese, with China, promising to deliver over 5 million people into the hands of a communist dictatorship, Emily Lau asked. Is that morally defensible? Or is it really true that in international politics, the highest form of morality is one's own 
national interest. Lau was 68 years old today, an influential pro-democracy figure, and at the news conference 36 years ago, she was saying it was wrong to return Hong Kong to a dictatorship without sufficiently protecting the territory's people, such as by granting them British nationality. The British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher claimed that everyone in Hong Kong was hailing the joint declaration in a slightly cold manner suggested that perhaps the reporter might be, quote, the solitary exception, end quote. In the end, the Iron Lady of the United Kingdom, Margaret Thatcher, was wrong, and Emily Lau was right. The first domino had fallen in 1984. By 1997, much had changed in the official handover to the Chinese government. A system of one country, two systems, was the official lingo coming out of Beijing. That arrangement bypassed Hong Kong's own legislature, and it's being made a law. The third domino had fallen. The second domino, which had fallen between 1994 and 1997, the world will remember as Tiananmen Square, where Beijing showed the world it wouldn't hesitate to quash peaceful demonstrations with military force. Who can forget the lone protester facing down the Chinese tank, never to be seen or heard from again? Let's go back to the Nikkei article. Quote, symbolically, the controversial law, One Country, Two Systems, which came into force hours before the 23rd anniversary of Hong Kong's return. Emily Lau herself went on to be chairperson of the Democratic Party in Hong Kong and was herself called Hong Kong's Iron Lady, end quote. By 2015, a new national security law was enacted in China, and it did not go unnoticed that the law was passed on July 1st, 2015, the anniversary of Hong Kong's return to the CCP. The fourth domino had fallen. Going back to our article from the Nikkei, quote, under a mainland-style clampdown, incidences like the disappearance of Hong Kong booksellers in 2015 would be natural. In the Causeway Bay Books incident, people related to the store, which was known for publishing and selling books about scandals involving President Xi and other Chinese dignitaries, they disappeared one after the other. It was later found that five people had been spirited away to the mainland by Chinese authorities. With the introduction of the new law, similar apprehensions are expected to be legalized. End quote. The dominoes put in place and having fallen while the free world watched will go down as a serious and tragic mistake. This once mighty Asian economic tagger no longer had any of its fundamental fundamental liberties in place. The drums of liberty had fallen, fallen silent in the Victoria Harbor waterfront. Going back to our book of the day, Today Hong Kong and Tomorrow the World, quote, Chinese, China's Communist Party angered at its inability to bring Hong Kong to heel and convinced that Western plots to overthrow China lay at the roots of the protest 
responded by ushering in an ominous new phase with the July 1, 2020 imposition of a draconian national security law and subsequent arrest of dozens of leaders of the democracy movement. Thus began a period of, quote, re-education, redolent of Mao Zedong's bloody cultural revolution, 10 years of madness from 1966 to 1976 that saw friends and families on the mainland turn against one another as the revolution devoured its own. In the first year of the National Security Law's introduction in Hong Kong, more than 100 people, including journalists and political leaders, were arrested under the law's vague and sweeping provisions. Many were denied ma- bail, implicitly deemed guilty by hand-picked judges, even though it would be a year or more until their trials. Neighbor spied upon neighbor, reporting in to a special national security hotline and kindergarten children goose-stepped in fulsome displays of patriotism. Books were stripped from library shelves, movies censored, and the Apple Daily newspaper forcibly shuttered. Even the act of laying flowers at the site of a pro-democracy suicide victim was deemed criminal. End quote. The Apple Daily newspaper mentioned in this quote was founded by a man named Jimmy Lai in 1995. According to Jimmy... The Apple Daily was founded in the wake of the 1989 Tiananmen Square protest and massacre by the Chinese Communist government. He aspired to maintain freedom of speech in Hong Kong through the newspaper, which increased circulation to the second largest newspaper in Hong Kong from its founding. A brief background of Jimmy Lai is that he was born in China on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8, 1947 which ironically is the same day as my mother's birthday. So I've had a deep fondness for Jimmy personally. His personal journey is one of extraordinary struggle for freedom. At age 12, he was smuggled out of China under the persecution of the communist leader Mao Zedong as a stowaway on a fishing boat to Hong Kong. Let me stop here and mention if you want to see a wonderful interview with Jimmy Lai, please check out Peter Robinson's wonderful program from the Hoover Institution, Uncommon Knowledge. It's a fascinating interview, and you can pick up more of the backstory on this wonderful fighter for freedom. I will put a link in the show notes. Let's go back to our book, Today Hong Kong and Tomorrow the World, for our next quote. Oh, before we do that, the producer has a question. Why Hong Kong? Why single out this tiny place to persecute when China is so big? That's a great question. Let's go back to the book. Quote, China's use of a combination of aggressive legal and security policies, above ground allies and underground organizations is not just a threat to Hong Kong, where remarkably the Chinese Communist Party remains an underground organization. This tiny former British colony is a testing ground for attempts to limit the freedoms of open societies. The communist destruction of the territory's liberties marks the only time in contemporary history when a totalitarian government has destroyed a free society, has shuttered a free press and ended free speech and free freedom of assembly and curtailed the right to presumed innocence 
a the right to a jury trial and the right to hold private property without the government arbitrarily seizing it. Not since the Soviet takeover of Eastern Europe in the late 1940s and the destruction of Shanghai following the 1949 Communist Revolution in China have we seen anything like the devastation Beijing has been wreaking in Hong Kong. The free world ignores the tactics on display there at its peril. And just one final paragraph, because this is our key takeaway nugget of wisdom and liberty. Quote, the people who lived in late 20th century Hong Kong, most of whom were Chinese, developed the territory into the one of the most freewheeling and prosperous places in the world. At its best, this process saw Hong Kongers and their colonial rulers combine the best of British institutions, the rule of law, freedom of press, religion, and assembly, with a light-touch government to develop a strong sense of civic freedom, but without democracy, without a chance to choose their leaders at the ballot box. Notwithstanding a belated attempt by Chris Patton, the last colonial governor, to introduce more representative democracy, Despite the repeated and clear support for democracy by Hong Kong voters for three decades since legislative council elections began, and contrary to the repeated promises of the incoming Chinese rulers, Hong Kong has been denied democracy. This democratic denial had strong support in both the Chinese and expatriate business communities who were eager to see taxes and wages remain low. For its part, the United States was too preoccupied with Hong Kong's role as a Cold War ally to press for more democracy. Despite official, I'm sorry, despite ongoing official efforts to tamp down politics, Hong Kongers took advantage of Britain's drawdown, drawn out colonial rule. Its departure from Hong Kong in 1997 took place almost a century after it had left most other colonies to develop a unique culture of freedom. That freedom is now being extinguished by China that permits only the system of one-party rule. So in this Liberty Minute, may we all keep the memories alive of a once free and prosperous Hong Kong and all those fighting for freedom that they once had. And of the two Iron Ladies, Margaret Thatcher was wrong. Hong Kong's Iron Lady, Emily Lau, was right. Hong Kong, as one of the four Asian economic taggers, has fallen. It was perhaps the most successful tagger of them all. May we remember, in fact, may we never forget Jimmy Lai. He is the epitome of the Hong Konger. The true, genuine story of a guy who loves freedom and loves his faith to rise to the top of the world while still flourishing. May we also never forget the other jailed Apple Daily journalist and all of those who are suffering now in jail as political prisoners because of what they wrote, what they thought, and what they believed in a free society. A free society that was once Hong Kong. A free society in which liberty once flourished, may we never forget that today it happens in Hong Kong and tomorrow the world.
Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding with usually 69 pages per review. They are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes, and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.